Hello, my name is Maddie. And I'm Hannah. We are reading Partners in Crime. Over the last two years, we have gone on 45 book-based adventures. We investigate a real-life case using advice from murder mystery authors. We review a book, find the sleuthing tips, and hopefully solve the case. Welcome to the unsolved case of the missing salmon. New recording too. It's recording. Oh, I'm gonna get my book, the book out. Oh, I'm gonna get my name. Look what I bought with me. Oh, no. Amazing. Oh, no. Oh, no. Put it. Do you want to put it just with the book? Oh, well, <laughs> I see. Not actually with me in this. Um, no, I can do. <laughs> exactly. So I let's take a picture, and then it was. Oh, not with you in it though. Just, no, a, no, just no, this no, artsy book. I know, just I was trying to do something arty. Oh, I see. Okay, lovely. Lovely, lovely. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, any MB? Uh, we haven't even, we've just gone straight in with we've the gone, book there, but we've actually. Gone straight in. Hi, Maddie. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello, we're just talking about the merits of limes. Talk to me about that. <laughs> limes or lemons? Yeah. More shishis. Oh, obviously limes. Obviously limes. Obviously limes. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't saying I disagreed with you, I just wanted more. I wanted more detail. Oh, more content. Yeah. More content. Limes, all, limes all the way. Limes for life. <laughs> limes for life. Yeah. 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 They do actually do a lime juice in the supermarket, which I only discovered recently. You know, you can buy like a little bottle of like lemon juice, the green bottle. Yeah. They do a lime version. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, yeah. Oh, you already knew that. No, I okay. didn't know that, yeah. I thought you meant when you said lime juice, like uh, lime juice like an orange juice <laughs> you can buy a, mm, a carton oh. of lime juice to drink i wonder if you can some places lemon juice lime juice mm. maybe not they love limes in new zealand do they really love lime i i had so Such much niche lime. Fact. had lime milkshake lime cookies weird really do you think they're just prolific there well it was when i was there this was a while ago it's 2005 it's the same trip changed. as the skiing incident yeah 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 <laughs> skiing and limes what what things go better <laughs> um cheers by the way oh cheers yeah we should probably cheers. explain the noise, the noise where we are we're in um the curzon in soho shaftesbury avenue i was thinking i shouldn't give the um details <laughs> because in case people come and find us but obviously this is not live <laughs> Online, so and also fine. who would um, yeah good choice good pick yeah yeah it's nice isn't it it's not too busy and yeah because we're going to see musicals so that's why we're here whoop, whoop. six the musical it's not murder mystery themed so is it mb it's not know. mb well no but it's it B. is it is isn't it an all yes. female cast all female cast and they also are um all female musicians as well brilliant and they do make a point of, of acknowledgeing that fact great yeah it's fe feminist vibes yeah so i think that's sort of in keeping that'll the do. show right that'll do yeah yeah historical feminist com comedic theater vibes i'm very excited <laughs> it's my fourth showing oh i didn't realize you've been yeah. that many times or is it third i don't know i've been a lot I've been a lot and i was meant to be here with my sister but Upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
business. You got any mystery business? Got any mystery business? I just feel like I should have some mystery business because I, I never bring any. <laughs> I've got mystery business. Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> okay, hit me. <laughs> if you want some mystery yeah, business. Yeah, hit me up. So first of all, we've had a couple of emails come in. Have we? That I thought I would share. Great. Uh, so the first one is some feedback oh, no. related to a Farago of Blether. Oh, great. I thought You're it was right like it. feedback for the show. It's terrible. <laughs> Not enough banter. <laughs> And it's uh, someone sharing their two favourite lines right. from the story. So it's a, it's a fan. It's a fan. My yeah. first fan mail. First fan mail. So the two favourite lines this person are, and lastly, old Mrs. Gov from the post office. She is a lot, and who doesn't want that at a party? Line it. number one. Line two. Now everyone, what do you say to a post luncheon bat walk? <laughs> And then uh, some general feedback about the whole yeah. thing. It's Great. excellent. Oh, lovely. Do I get to know who that fan was? Or? Yeah, that was Cece. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't say I'm glad to, that he's glad to be in it. Nothing on that? No. No, no, no interest, <laughs> no care. Okay. And then we got a second email from a loyal listener oh, yeah. saying that they particularly enjoyed the Killer Kung Pao episode. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. I wonder why. Do they, were we particularly jolly? Were we at the privy? I think we were. I think we, I think were. we were. Yeah. We were in the privy, and I think uh, we were eating some delicious fruit, strawberries. Yeah. So it might have been that. Hannah one. and Mads in the privy with the strawberries. <laughs> with the strawberries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's some of my mystery business. Now another piece of mystery business is I was in crisis charity shop right not in crisis not in crisis i was chilled (laughs) i was in the crisis bookshop and i found a murder mystery i thought i'll have that oh yeah two pounds fifty great bog by pd james it's all the good things all the good things called a taste of death but the real mystery was that inside it had a you know like a dedication, a handwritten note that someone had put in it. Oh. That was as follows. To Sue, on your birthday, January eighty-six. January eighty-six. Lots of love, Steve. Two kisses. Right. Now I've got questions. Firstly, <laughs> Why is Jean buying Sue a book called A Taste of Death on her birthday? On her birthday. Did Sue make it to her next birthday? (laughs) And why has Sue given it away? Maybe, maybe she didn't. Maybe Sue never made it to her next birthday. Oh no, that's really Although that would mean that it's been on sale for (laughs) many years, over 30 years. Wow, yeah, that is that is ominous. The two kisses as well gives it a little bit of a sinister or sexy vibe. One of the well, two. no, I don't think sinister, but it two kisses suggests familiarity. Familiarity, yeah. I like that you have a, a number of kisses system, depending on how well you know someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It genuinely really pleases me. You're the only person I send them to. <laughs> well, I'm the only yeah, person yeah. that you. Put I don't. Put, for. I don't put kisses for anyone else. Really? Yeah doesn't happen oh no i have a whole range i know from it. one to four <laughs> i'm a three just just for any listeners that are wondering <laughs> but there is only one four there's only, there's one, only four. one four and yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll allow that yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. And um, this isn't mystery business, but I just wanted to formally say on air, I really like this dress. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's from um, uh, Andrew's mum. Oh, my favourite shop. <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> but I think it's actually from a supermarket. Mm, it brings out your eyes. <laughs> oh, the green, I think. I feel, I feel very charmed. <laughs> just, yeah, I'm not here to do the trip to charm, but I'm, I'm happy that it's happened anyway. Um, just to say, I've got a bit more mystery business. Oh, yeah, sorry. Linked to where oh, we are. Okay. In that we're near to Foyle's bookshop. Just to tell everyone, <laughs> if you go to Foyle's in Charing Cross, yep. head to the crime section <laughs> because maybe you'll find something linked to the show. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all, all we're, we're saying. Say. That's all we're going to say. And the only other bit of mystery business I, I yep. have is that I was logging onto free Wi Fi the other day. And one of the Wi-Fi networks was Police Surveillance Fan. Yes. I saw that message from you. Now, I have a question. Do you think that that is a, um, a joke Wi-Fi name? It's got to be, surely. You'd or, hope so. <laughs> a really, really not that smart surveillance team. Or... A double bluff. Double bluff, because we're like, oh, it can't possibly be True serious. That. True that. It's actually serious. Yeah, I mean, if you were like, I don't know sniper assassin and you called your your wi-fi sniper assassin 4 people wouldn't suspect would they they wouldn't suspect no i don't think anyone would think that you were a sniper assassin i think that's the main <laughs> the main barrier but yeah it's a good point yeah so look out where was it well it was i think it was when i was on the train going through like king's cross mm. shifty place Shifty place, King's Cross. Much surveillance needed. <laughs> <laughs> well, back in the day, King's Cross was was quite shifty. Was back in the day. Which day are you talking about? Well, uh, when uh, my dad was a police officer. That was his, his, part beat. his beat. Yeah, round King's Cross. Bobby's on the beat. Bobby's <laughs> <laughs> on the beat. That pleases me. <laughs> you don't really hear Bobby's anymore. No, do you? but I love it. No, I really do. Do you think that um, your dad would find that uh, would find that term? Endearing or offensive? I think he'd find it endearing. Great. If he's listening. He doesn't really like pigs. <laughs> I think that's fair enough. <laughs> Weirdly, he doesn't really like that one. He doesn't really like that one, yeah. <laughs> So today's book is The Leavenworth Case by Anna Catherine Green and can safely say this is by far our earliest choice because yes. it was published in 1878. 1878, well done. Yes. Yeah, cool, good work. Okay, Nine so. years before the day blue, day blue. <laughs> the day blue. <laughs> the debut of Sherlock Holmes' Study in Scarlet. Okay, so early, hey? early. Yeah, this was your choice. Yes, it was. So why did you choose Leavenworth case? Uh, so I think that um, I was reading some sort of um, what's it called? Good books. What's it called? Goodreads. Goodreads. Good yeah. Good books. Uh, Goodreads article about classic crime fiction by women, and I thought that's right up our street. I think it might have been the same article that also referenced Killer Kung Pao or that author, Vivian Chin. Yeah. Um, and a few others that we have read and this one was high up on the list because it was very much said to be the very first full 
novel murder mystery written by a woman that is known of, that is known in print. Mm. So I thought, well, we've got to give that a go. Apparently, it was very um, formative and shaped the genre pre pre Sherlock Holmes. So, what better reason? Fantastic, Fantastic reason. reason. Would you like to give a short summary? I would like to give a short summary. I've read this now over a week and a half ago, so it's it's blurb time. That's blurb fine. It's blurb is all good. Horatio Leavenworth. Horatio, love it. Uh, a wealthy merchant and pillar of 19th century New York society has been found shot to death in his Fifth Avenue mansion. You'll be, you'll be able to go there in New York, Fifth Avenue. Maybe not for a murder, but fine. Uh, circumstances point to the member of his household as the killer and particularly to his lovely nieces, one of whom will inherit his fortune. The idea of a lady murderer, especially one of the Leavenworth's social stature, is almost too shocking to entertain. Although the evidence, a broken key, an incriminating letter and an overheard snatch of conversation points towards the young nieces. But which one? This brilliantly plotted tale of love, greed, sacrifice and betrayal introduced the first American series detective, Ebenezer Grice. And it's widely considered the first full-length detective story written by a woman. The suspenseful bestseller is credited with attracting writers to a genre previously considered unworthy of serious, serious literary attention. It remains not only a fascinating whodunit, but also an absorbing look at 19th century mores and manners. www.dogpublications.com <laughs> Brilliant. So, what did you think? Mixed. 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 Ah, okay. Um, mixed. Uh, also difficult because I, I genuinely struggled to remember much of it. I had to really flick back through on my way here. Mm. It's been a while. Um, firstly, I found it was long. It was a long read. Quite long. And yeah. I think I didn't realise that because in terms of print, it's like 300 and something pages, which is not... Oh, it's 200 and something pages, which is not that uncommon for us. But it's also like a big a big book. Kind of, it's, a, it's a tall book because there's lots of words. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a... It's not a standard paperback size. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, yeah, it was quite long. And I did feel it... it the middle in particular... I sort of thought, come on now, let's let's move this along, Anna. Let's move. The, let's pick up the pace. Um, I would have really appreciated, actually, uh, a list of characters. That would have been helpful. That would have been really helpful. There were a lot of characters. Quite a lot of characters. However, there were things I liked about it. So I really did like the structure of the book. It was like the problem, and then a character, and then another character, and then the problem solved. And I also did think that the. Um, the ending, they have like a, a, a chapter on the confession of the murderer. I like that style. Really? Yeah. I mean, I didn't like this particular like story, but as in as a style, as a structure, oh, I quite like that. I'm you get, surprised. You get some insight into their brain. You know? I'm surprised that you said that. Yeah, I like that. Not necessarily in this particular book, but I like the I like the structure. You like the confession at the end. I like the idea. Yeah. Oh. The concept. I like the concept. Because oh. you get a little bit of a a little bit of an insight into their brains. I don't really like that. Well, agree to disagree. We agree to disagree, yeah. (laughs) Unusual for us. Yeah. So I did like that. I also thought there was one or two um, uh, visual aids, obviously, appreciated. There was a floor plan. Did you not not get that in your copy? No. I read it on um, Kindle. Yeah. Yeah, there was a floor plan at one point. There we go. Those are interested in the details. The following diagram is given. It's got the library, the bedroom, the hall, the door. 
the world's smallest bed. <laughs> the bed is like <laughs> the bed is like a, a little, maybe like I don't know, one inch by one inch <laughs> space, and the room is like <laughs> maybe five, seven inches by seven inches. It's quite. Wait, no, that can't be right. I've done that wrong in terms of measurement, but it's just a, it's, it's a tiny, it's tiny, tiny, tiny bed. comparatively. Um, I liked the part of the book that was the inquest. I liked the yeah, the inquest was interesting. I thought that was very interesting, and it felt like that was really part of the uh, the process. You can hear a cocktail being shaken. I bet that will come up in the in the recording. Um, and I thought that worked really well. Um, it reminded me a bit of. I feel like we've done another read where there was quite a lot of court case. Oh, Chianti, Chianti Flask. We like the court case. Yes, bit. Chianti Flask had a court case, but court also case. Um, pre podcast, there was a, a massive court scene in the Gladys Mitchell. Speedy Death? Speedy Death. But the court scene was at the end. Yes, 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 and we loved Speedy Dare. Loved, loved, recommend. Loved. And then we read her other one, then. Did it. Like so, yeah. so then we didn't read any more. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, those things I did enjoy. Um, there definitely were a few red herrings as well, which I wasn't necessarily that uh, convinced by. You weren't taken in. I wasn't taken in. Um, but it sort of gave a nod to the red herring. But I did have one major major issue with it, which is that it was just all about these women who needed saving. And it was all these men who were like, oh, I just want to save. And, and ultimately the ending was the, the guy whose name escapes me. Um, Grice? Like, no, no. Grice. Uh, oh, Grice Detective. He was at the clerk. Yeah, the clerk. What was he called? No, Henry no, Clavering? Wasn't that his name? No, that was the husband. That was uh, Mary's. Yeah. Or Mary's fiance. What was his name? It was Mr. Maybe go right to the end. Haverick or something? Harwell. Harwell. Mr. Harwell. Yeah, yeah he's he a lowly clerk. Some lowly clerk who basically sort of decides to commit this murder for Mary, one of the nieces, because he feels like he's got to save her because his husband, his, her uncle is going to write her out of her will, his will. Yeah. <laughs> and and ultimately, she doesn't actually really want him to have done that. So it just feels a bit knight in shining armour, but not really, not really invited. Yeah. You look lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that is true. Yeah. So I didn't really like that, and I did feel like there was a lot of focus on Eleanor and Mary's like ca- how captivating they are, and just felt a bit, felt a bit repetitive on that train of thought. And there were, yeah, there wasn't much complexity beyond that to them frustrated me. Um, I could give some other thoughts, but what are your initials? What are your initials? <laughs> I think I agree with you. I do think it was mixed. It, I actually didn't like the final confession at all because I just thought it explained everything that happened again and that actually it didn't add anything in terms of his psychology. Um, I did write that I thought the start was brilliant because the murder yeah. happens on page two. Yeah. Um, Ebenezer Grice, the detective, is quite firm in that he doesn't really do any work. No, and then at the end he's like, I've solved it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, he just walks in at the end, but he, he doesn't really get involved no. at all. 
um, they kept describing Mr. Bryce as portly, <laughs> and that just made me think of I used to have a hamster called Twilight, Aww. and we had to take her to the vet because she wasn't very well. And the vet simply went, she's rather portly. <laughs> <laughs> was that genuinely what was wrong with her? That was wrong with her, she's too fat. Aww. And her, she was so fat, her belly rubbed on the <laughs> floor of the cage. Do you think she was overfed, overloved? Well, she, she kept escaping and eating all the treats. Right. She's so. a Houdini hamster. <laughs> um, so I got very distracted in reminiscing about Twilight. Yeah, I was absolutely thrilled that there was a book of Hannah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, so Hannah is a character who, she's actually knows what has happened yeah. and uh, she ends up being killed because of the information she knows um, but I was thrilled that there was a book of, a book of Hannah available um, <coughs> should have been longer shortest one was it the shortest book? Oh. we wanted more yeah, I I did like some of Bryce's lines. So he had yeah. one line was, "Everyone and nobody. It is not for me to suspect, but to detect." Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I could see good. myself using that. That yeah. phrase. Um, and there was a moment where the sort of the amateur detective who is doing all the work that the actual police detective is not doing. Uh, goes round to visit Mr. Grice and has this moment where I think we can say we've all probably been there. Uh, so he's offered a glass of sherry and he's, he doesn't particularly like sherry, so he just downs it in one. <laughs> um, but then it says, I remember being slightly ashamed of doing so for, oh sorry, it's Miss Leavenworth. For Mr. Leavenworth, set his down half full. <laughs> Drink the whole yeah, thing, down and it. then the other person still got half a glass. Uh, so I did think there was some sort of fun observation yeah. Yeah. about uh, sort of eighteen, seventies sort of socialising. Um, I think I differ slightly in how the women were portrayed because I actually think that for the time they were probably, I don't know, I feel like they were as independent as they could be and if, I think at the end, Mary had gone, oh yes I do love you, thank you so much oh, yeah, for getting me all the money and then they had married and lived happily ever after. I think that would have been disappointing mm. but actually the fact that she says, well I didn't mean to do that anyway. Yeah. And then true, true. they use the money to do their own thing. Yeah. True. Was, true. was probably quite unusual. I think I think I maybe I'm being a bit harsh. Um probably I think because it was quite long. Yeah. <laughs> and by the time I got to the end I thought, get on with it. Yeah. There was a brilliant character, I think she's the uh she works in the Leavenworth's house and she's defending the honour mm. of Hannah. And obviously that would be my bit part. And she's like, oh, sir, never have I found a better worse luck to the villain as he kills him. 
He was that free and generous, sir. I love that. When you, um, when, you read, <laughs> when you read a murder mystery, particularly a golden age, are you yeah. always looking out for the comedy bit part? Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Always. Is it, is it all, has it got to be Cockney? No. I guess any... she wasn't, was she, actually? No, no, I did that as Cockney, but I'm not sure no. she was. The thing that I did find fascinating yeah. was that they uh, get the gun and then they're obviously trying to, to work out about uh, the bullet, the level of the bullet, and they're trying to work out which gun does it come from. And they take it to this sort of expert who just goes, oh yeah, that's number 32 ball, usually sold with a small pistol made by Smith and Wesson. I was like, wow. He just literally looks at it and is like, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. What an expert. And then was like, this expert was able to like see this very faint line of dirt which mm. became crucial because apparently uh, a woman was all about a woman wouldn't clean it or would clean it uh, well isn't it, it he sort of says that in the moment but then it turns out it's because he forgets to clean it yeah yeah so that at one point they seem to be suggesting that that's because there's the whole thing about the fact that it's um, Eleanor's handkerchief. So there's a while where they think because she's got the oil smear oh, handkerchief, yes. it must be her. But yeah. then actually, um, I think they say like, well, if it was her, she would have cleaned that as well. Yeah. Like a psychological, psychological, but also slightly gender-based assumption. Yeah. Her uh, deduction. Yeah. 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 I mean, I did think there was. I, I was in some ways I was a bit disappointed that one of the women hadn't done it. Yeah, I think that's how I felt. I, I was sort of hoping that maybe they'd fray mm. one of the men and then they'd get away with all this money because yeah. actually the men in it were well the uncle was really cruel because he took yeah. in these they were his nieces weren't they so he yeah. took in both of them and then just quite arbitrary said right okay you're my favorite you're my favorite yeah. you're gonna get my money and the other one you're not gonna get anything yeah um but i did think there were a few little sort of moments reflecting about what it might have been like to be a woman at the time so they had you know, a woman's name once tarnished remains so forever and about marriage as well like you may contract marriage as you contract to lend a sum of money or to buy the nearest trifle i mean i think it's difficult difficult being a woman I think maybe what would have made me more, um, more appreciative, because I, I think maybe I am being a bit harsh, is because it, especially because obviously yes, it's of a time, and when we read like nineteen twenties um, golden age fiction, we we are aware of that fact that it's of a time. Um, but I think the thing that uh, would have helped, I think, is if there had been an element of a bond between Eleanor and Mary, but they're really not. They, it didn't feel like there was a kind of genuine bond between the two of them because uh, obviously yeah, they are yeah. pitted against each other like their whole lives yeah but i think it just felt like they were the, they were the two they were the sort of two women in it and there was like no allyship between them i think that would have they did bond a bit in the end yes, they i almost liked that they were because at one point i thought they were perhaps yeah you would suggested they were working against one another yeah um, and there was generally, you know, this idea about, you know, it does not seem so dreadful to accuse a man of a crime, but a woman, such a woman, yeah. no one could believe that it could possibly be a woman. 
there were some great lines. So, oh, yeah, no, sir, the hour for moling has passed. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, it is the rummest case on rum. record. A turn of rum. Um, <laughs> and I do think that the men in it seemed completely perplexed oh, by, by the women. So yeah. To the point where it's like, oh, women are a mystery. They just have no idea. Yeah what's going on. Ra Raymond is just like, oh, they're amazing. <laughs> and he falls in love with Mary. And then at one point he's also like, but Ellen is also quite great. It's like, make a choice, Raymond. Yeah. I did think he was quite, um, he was quite like, I mean, he, he, he basically implies that no one else could ever be a detective, even though he's not a detective. He's like, well, no one else will be able to crack these clues. And then he doesn't solve it. Yeah, yeah. And I did, and there were a few things that were quite funny. So there was this quite minor um, character who they paid to help them in the case, who's called Q, yeah. which is short for query, mm. which I thought was quite fun. It was, and I did, did like some of the chapter headings yeah, as well. There were some some good good chapter headings. So, for example, a clue. <laughs> A discovery. Uh, I think my favourite number ten. Mr. Grice receives <laughs> new impetus. Is that can I say that? Impetus. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. New. Mr. Grice. Oh, so good use of, of your new there. Yeah. Or chapter fourteen in my office. <laughs> Also, um, Mr. Grice explains himself. himself. Like yeah. Or a weird experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, they did have some good lines. I, uh, yeah, I, maybe I am being a bit harsh. Maybe I am being a bit harsh on it. I think if it were like half the length, I might have been, I might have been a bit more malleable. But I just was just thinking, God, I've got to wade through this. <laughs> Come on. It, yeah. Or it they, is or a down long in the middle. read. I think there was a lot about class in that um, Hannah as a character gets, she gets completely screwed over because she's a witness to it and she then yeah, has to go into hiding and um, she eventually gets bumped Yeah, but no one really seems that bothered no, at no. all because they're like, oh well, she's a maid. Yeah, and anyway. at the beginning when she's missing, because she goes missing first before she gets killed, they're all, they're not really that bothered then either. They're like, oh, she's probably, they think she's up, they think she's off somewhere, I can't remember where they think she is. Gallivanting somewhere, yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts? Any other uh, I do have a question. Yeah, go on. Uh, would you read others by her? Because I think mm. she wrote like 20. Yeah, she did write others. She also wrote some short stories as well. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think if they were shorter, I might. So maybe the short stories. Yeah, the short yeah. stories. Because I actually quite like her style. Her writing style. Yeah. Um, and I do think there were elements of it that I enjoyed. So yeah, I would consider it. I'd consider it. I'm also wondering if there are any of these other Dover books which were printed at the same time that could be interesting. Because it's also the same... In, in this list, there's several. It includes the uh, Tommy and Tuppence. Tommy and Tuppence, yeah. Also includes Mysterious Ferret Styles. Mm -hmm. So there could be some other female authors in here. Um, Murder by Matchlight. Oh, is that in here? We've read it pre-podcast. Yeah. Pre oh, yeah. It's a great read, but you can also get the British Library oh. Crime Classic printout. The Lodger, Mary Bella Lounge. Oh. 
didn't even know she did another one of those. So Mary Ballot Clowns wrote the Chianti Cast, which, which we, we were also mixed about. in season two, episode 15. 15? Sure, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> um, we've also got one called The Mystery of the Yellow Room by someone called Gaston Larue. Great Gaston. name. Just, I absolutely love the Gaston song. Be our guest. No, Gaston. No, just called Gaston. Oh, in Beach yeah. and Beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one. Something like Gaston. I mean, there's the line about him being roughly the size of a barge. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anything else? I feel we're digressing. We are a bit. Lately. We are yeah. a bit. Um. No, I don't think so. Maybe I have been a little bit down on Anna Catherine Green. <laughs> Okay, well, um... Should we score? Should I get the blue Yeah, should we score? I did bring a pen as well, but it's like, it got loose in my bag. I suppose, just thinking about things we can learn. Oh, yeah. Top tip, if either you or I fire a pistol, let's make sure we clean it. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a top tip for sleuthing, that's a top tip for getting away with a murder. Did you ever finish that show, Getting Away With Murder? How to Get Away With Murder? I did, yeah. Got got a bit silly, didn't it? Glad I finished it, though. <laughs> I don't like unfinished, you know, unfinished business. Unfinished business. <laughs> yeah. Loose threads, if you will. Um, right. Sorry, have we not recorded since the first of, first of Feb? I don't think we have. That's a long time, isn't it? We have. We're busy gals. We have still been in touch, though. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, everyone. Yeah. This don't is worry. a sign of phrase being shown. <laughs> loose threads. Loose threads. No, not loose threads. Gaps. Hey. Anyway, so, what's today? The today? Fourth. No, fourth. Oh, wow, it's the fourth of March. Whoa, yesterday here? was 0303. Oh, you've done it in a different format oh. there. Never mind, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to get involved. You, I you don't want to get involved, you just literally said. You no, pointed out my error. Can I just say that when I did the little blue book, you were often saying to me, oh. No, I didn't. You I didn't did. You did. I didn't do that. Season 3. Episode 9. Wow. What time to be alive? What's this week called? 11th case, thank you. Anna Catherine Green. I'm sensing some impatience. (laughs) (laughs) No no pressure, no pressure. I've never had a pen, I never had a writing pen. True that. True that. I've done done Catherine with a C, not a K. Uh, Embarrassing. Okay, ready? Three. Oh, I'm just going to quickly write where we are. Oh, yeah. Curzon. Avenue. So, so, uh, cosmopolitan. Sorry? We're so cosmopolitan. <laughs> uh, in the city. It's just like second from the city. What are you going to... Okay. Yeah. Okay, ready? On yeah. three? One, two, three. I'm going six. I'm going five. I think this might be the first time this has ever happened. Well, I'd be more generous than you. Yeah. Six. I'm not going to lie, the fact there was a book of Hannah. <laughs> tipped it, Yeah, tipped it. Okay. That's worth at least a point. All right, one liner? Mm-hmm. One liner. What should we say? Um, I mean, maybe something just like, it got to nod to the historical monumentalness. That's not a word. Early example of mystery. Yeah. Maybe something mixed. We both use kind of words. Mixed reviews. <laughs> mixed reviews, especially on the confession chapter. Yeah. How about especially on confession and 
Portrayal of women? Portrayal of women, yeah. shared some amazing facts from Tony Medawar's introduction but now I'm going to give more a review on the actual content proper. This is better, this is the best bit. That's better than the, the intro I reckon. Oh okay. Wait, down on part one. <laughs> no, but it was, it was just a taster. Fine. Yes, there was great stuff. I'm just saying that this is better. It's a taster. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A little teaser, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. So it all began with there's an essay. She wrote an essay on the character of Inspector Cockrell, and she talks about how she actually made him too short to be a policeman. So the height that she puts him at, he actually in, in real life wouldn't have been able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> would have been a police officer. Amazing. Um, but it was too late because she'd written that in. Uh, she does talk about his, like, hilariously always wearing the wrong hat. Oh, I love the hat thing. And that was something she wrote in. But she also said he's by no means supposed to be a figure of fun. Right. Um, she wanted him to seem patient and intelligent. Uh, and I think I mentioned this in part one. But she based Inspector Cockrell on her father uh, to the point where she says that actually Inspector Cockrell was a dead spitting image of her father in law who was a doctor. And who was a doctor in a sort of village similar size to Heronsford, which is where Copy uh, has most of his trade. So I thought that was. Oh, I vaguely remember you mentioning about the father in law. It's an extra little detail. Mm. Very nice. Now, the actual stories, so it was a number of short stories before you get to the play again. So Scotty oh, okay. Cat is actually a play. Uh, but there are a number of short stories before that. They are trademark Christiana brand in that solution of the short stories hangs on tiny threads, often related to food and drink. Oh, interesting. And there okay. was one in particular where I was almost there and I knew that there was something not right. Oh. But I couldn't quite put the tongue feeling. And then when it was real, I was like, oh, I should have done it. It was right there. I feel like that's a really, like, for a Christiana brand, that's as, that's as good as it gets. Yeah, yeah. The stories were, overall, really quite macabre. Oh, really? And dark. Okay. And content. They're incredible women. Of course, in always. Uh, particularly in the hornet's nest and poison in the cup, the poison yeah. in the cup. Um, <laughs> but there was, yes, people being, people being fairly awful to each other oh, right. throughout. Just, you know, cheating, conniving, 
murdering all going on. Um, but I did think you could see her style. Mm, that um, and it was exactly the same. And that even in the short stories, there are so many red herrings. In the, quite a few of them. As well. That's impressive. I was like, I know what's going on. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> now, as for the play itself, A Spotted Cat, mm -hmm. you did ask me, would there be a region? Yeah. And my answer to that is no. no you couldn't perform it now. No. Because the attitudes in it are really troubling. Oh no. Um, there's characters convincing other characters that they're mad. Uh, the deception, the level of deception is, and it's. it's really quite scary. Oh, I would say it doesn't have the, the lightness that we've so seen in a lot of other Christiana brand writings. I actually found it quite troubling. It centres on like her husband and a wife and goes into their relationship and this isn't giving anything away but the uh, wife is having an affair and it's about her sort of plotting with her lover um, and just everyone being awful to each other. Um, so I would have to say, I would be quite like a second opinion. Okay, so, I, can, I can read it and see what I think. But it, it was, yeah, it was also, really scary. Un unexpected, because that's not really her vibe at all. Like, she doesn't yeah. tend, I don't tend to find herself, uh, like, yes, it's chilling at times, but not in a way that makes me feel distressed. Well, yeah, I mean, it was almost, but I suppose Queen to Danger. It can be scary. And then, like, Hetty Lewis is incredibly boring. Mm. So I think there is that, maybe there are those moments yeah, yeah. of... Uh, so old, especially because as, as a play, not, I mean... So you have to... I mean, that's quite bold for a play yeah. to be like really dark. I think another issue with it is I don't think you can do it just with voice, right? Because a lot of it is around. So a spotted cat refers to a glass that has a little cat on it. Okay, you kind of need that, don't you? And a lot of it is about the placement of that glass and where it is. So you would have to perform it. And I have to confess that some of the stage directions I couldn't follow and I had no idea <laughs> what was supposed to be going on with okay. the placement of this glass. Okay. Um, so, yes, so we won't be. Apologies that, that I purchased such a terrifying read for you. Oh, no, no, but I mean, short stories, I just thought were absolutely okay. outstanding. Yeah, there's one called The Rocking Chair in particular. Okay. So, may I borrow it? Yes, of course. Thank you very much. Of course. It's on air now, so you have to lend it to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so, that's been surprised. In return, maybe I lend you The Shroud of Darkness. Seems only fair. Well, I've actually got that. I managed to get it on uh, ebook. Oh, yeah, you did tell yeah. me that. Yeah. Like uh, my mistake. Okay, brilliant. Do okay. you sign off? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to sneeze though. One second. Coming. Look at some lights. What? Is that a thing? A thing, yeah. Yeah, if you look at light, apparently it's a genetic thing. If you About 50% of people, if they're going to sneeze and they look at light, it will make them sneeze. 
similar to the genetic uh, division between people who can smell people's wee off they've had asparagus and people who can't. I can, I, I really can't. can. I can't. You Not can't. Sort of, no. Same as like uh, people who feel that uh, coriander tastes like soap and people that don't. Oh, I don't. I don't either. Yeah. But I do, do get the sneeze, the sneezy nose thing. Oh, I've never tried like, that. I'll try it next time. For anyone who forgot that there was a part one, as I did, yeah. it's in the last episode. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are listening to this on Spotify right now, yeah. you can now rate us. Oh, can they? Oh, what a weird. So, um, do that. Yeah, do that. <laughs> Why not? It would be really nice of you if you would do that. Uh, and if you're in Foils in Charing Cross, oh, the mystery section. Head to the There's mystery section. There. Waiting there for you. There is a treat waiting for you. So, our next read is going to oh, yes. be. Widows of Malabar Hill by Sujata Massey. This is available on hive.co.uk if you'd like to support your independent bookseller. Or in fact, you can now just go to a bookshop. Oh yeah, that's true. You yeah. can do whatever you want. Get it wherever you like. <laughs> no props. The next episode will be... The 28th of March. Yeah, 28th of March. Um, Join us then. Join us then. This podcast was produced, edited, created, everything by Maddie Perry and Hannah Knight. We do it all. Yeah. Um, Apart from the music, which is composed by Jeff Jeff Harvey. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Badger. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening and thank you for joining me here today, one of these. Yeah, it's in July. And in the meantime, keep sleeping. Keep sleeping. Do you think it makes me sound like you know? Keep dancing. dancing. (laughs) Keep sleeping is better. Yeah, obviously. Right, off to six of musicals.